With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Go long! Go long! Sometimes longer isn't better. So if you're looking for a fantasy NFL game that doesn't last all season, try Paddy Power Fantasy. Every game week is a season in itself. Try it for free on our super short, super free contest on this Sunday's 6pm games. The top 1,500 customers in the contest win a prize with £1,000 for first place. Search Paddy Power Fantasy to pick your team. Paddy Power Fantasy. Hate waiting, love winning. Paddy Power Fantasy rules apply. Hello and welcome to the Nat Coombe Show presented by Paddy Power Fantasy. Good to have you with us and we have a very special guest in the house today. Cannot wait to catch up making a season debut, Mr. Neil Reynolds no less. Sky Sports NFL fame surely will not need much of an introduction to many of you. And incidentally, it is not the first time that me and Mr. Reynolds have been in the studio at the same time. More will be revealed shortly. All the week eight picks will deep dive a bit with Neil as well and find out a little bit more about the man because he's always asking the questions right we don't know enough about him so i'm going to try and find out a little bit more about reynolds and his love for the game really looking forward to catching up with him soon incidentally uh, paddy power fantasy are terrific sponsors if you're playing daily fantasy you have to check out the special weekly show with me and the og which is dropping a day early this week drop it tomorrow so get involved with that ahead of your week eight picks right let's get this show on the road our week eight preview with neil reynolds Neil, welcome to ESPN HQ. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. I would have loved to have brought my kids. They are massive Disney fans. So when I was sat in reception, you should have said huge. Well, next time you should have said we'll get <laughs> we'll get uh, all because there are different floors here, of course, as well. Mm. And so what the guys are telling me is that sometimes they just be sitting at their desk on the ESPN floor, and a Disney character, an actor as a Disney character, would just walk past. Oh, fantastic! I think that happens well, like quite a regularly. Parade. Yeah, just just a kind of G like a three o'clock like a three o'clock parade. <laughs> just, just, just actually, <laughs> Disney yeah. World. Brilliant. I haven't seen any of that yet, so I'm quite disappointed with that. Good to see you, man. And now, first things first, let's let's settle a few uh, uh, miscommunications. <laughs> let's just kick off <laughs> straight away. A few miscommunications uh, or misunderstandings. Uh, so some of our listeners think this is the first time you and I have ever broadcast together, if I can use that grand word yeah. for a podcast, because, you know, obviously we've been... Uh, simpatico but for, for different channels but we've worked together before many yeah. times well well i i fondly remember some of the the playoff stuff we did on on bbc radio 5 live Back 2009 2010 yeah. when mark sanchez and the jets went on a run that's <laughs> how long ago that was that was the johnny was it johnny mitchell part of that group oh, yeah. i think he might have been but, johnny um, mitchell fletch of course yeah as well. uh, darren fletcher greg brady so yeah brady, we, did, we yeah. did the radio stuff together we've yeah. done a couple of tailgate 
bits out at we, uh, we created the Stadium. catch we did with Joe Montana and the the, and the late the late White great yeah now yeah so that was quite poignant yeah now, that was that was a really special day I remember mm. thinking back to because you remember it was really windy mm. the weather was miserable and we were like I really and Montana wanted to do it and yeah. they wanted to do they it we're up for it yeah it was blowing a gale and I'm like please complete this pass <laughs> it's going to look really bad I think one of us played Ed Too Tall Jones as well I think was... I was too tall <laughs> I think I was too tall obviously <laughs> the great thing about yeah, that how is how did that work out for you <laughs> well quite clearly very well the obvious thing about uh, the great thing about that was we would do, so we went off after doing the live thing to do our respective broadcast and mm. that was back in the Channel 4 days so like pre-BBC and I was pitch side for that one and and we got Montana pitch side mm. but because we'd worked with him uh, a couple of hours before and had a laugh he was warmed up yeah. he like, knew me and I so I could go there with the John Candy right. question which yeah, I was yeah, obviously yeah, wanted yeah, yeah. to ask for all kinds of reasons <clears throat> do you find that that you know the interviews you've done over the years and uh, a, a lot of it sometimes is luck depending on the timing of when you get a player mm-hmm. the, obviously the mood he's in whether you might have worked with him before and he's remembered there's so many different variables mm. to what makes a good interview I've been very fortunate to have that um, sort of extended time with people mm. when we do their NFL UK live stage show tours. Right. If you think about it, I'm I'm not just on stage with Kurt Warner. I'm sitting on a bus as we travel around the country. You know, the I'm, tour bus. I'm on a tour bus with Brian Fitzpatrick as we. Uh, <laughs> what a great you know, image. And that was brilliant. Yeah, oh, Fitz was hilarious. So he yeah. would pass the time. We were on this bus, and it was quite a modern bus, and you could. Um, he worked out that he could sync up his phone with the screens on the bus. So the next thing you see is he's been sitting away like this on his phone, tapping away. The next thing up on the screen pops uh, myself, Dallas Clark, Mohammed Sanu, Fitz, as the Spice Girls <laughs> with our heads superimposed. Which one were you? Uh, I think I was Baby Spice. <laughs> and then the next thing we're the cast of Coyote Ugly, you know, that's Amazing. that classic shot. And so, so yes, you get you get to have extended time with these people. That it instantly warms them to you. Yeah. I didn't have any anything arranged with Kurt Warner ahead of the Panthers and Bucks game, mm. but I, I suddenly thought for our Sky coverage, it would be great if we just got him to talk about what's going on with Jameis Winston yeah. and who is Kyle Allen. Mm. So I just sent him a, shot him a quick text. So can you come down from your network booth pregame? He was like, "Yeah, I'll be down in five minutes." Yeah, comes down and you do it. So. Yeah, I'm very fortunate in, but in that aspect of those tours of really kind of yeah, and they're great, great relationships. You with do, people. and you're absolutely right. You spend the time, in, and they're great fun as well. I think, you know, obviously when you're anchoring the the Sky coverage, and I find this as well, depending on the the show I'm doing, right? Mm. So we can, uh, you know, there's different styles and, and a different approach, mm. and you know, you guys obviously have a laugh in the studio, but it's different to say doing a pod, and it's different yeah. to doing a live show. And mm. I think what comes across from your live shows and certainly what I, the fans say is just how fun they are, how funny they mm. are. And you yeah. can really let loose a bit and just, yeah, just and have a roll with it. Yeah, because you, you you do that to a degree on, on TV. Yeah. But you still have a structure and you still have to move on and you have time limits. This, and, is, a, this is why the late night games were so much. We were so lucky to be able right. to do that because we could... You could almost put your feet up and just... Do whatever, go wherever. And that was kind of the point of those shows right. as well. I know you've, mm. uh, you know, we've spoken about this over the years and uh, um, you know, I was talking to Mike and even to Colin, you know, mm. before before me on those, how lucky we were that we had mm. this this brilliant window where right. if we wanted to spend three minutes doing serious analysis, we could. Mm. If we wanted to do three minutes talking about our favorite character in The Wire, we, we could right. as well. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. the great thing about it. Yeah, because it, the people who are with you are, with, are dedicated to be with you. So you, they'll 
they'll forgive you that that sort of transgression they expect it almost yeah, right yeah, yeah. So, exactly but yeah I, I did, they are so much fun to do I, even like I'm doing the tailgate stuff at yep. Wembley Stadium again uh, for the next two games Love you and Fletcher doing that me and Darren Fletcher and I love like you know I think you probably see this as well you? when you're when you're talking on TV I know I'm talking to the people at home mm. but I just see a red light sure. over a camera so it's nice to actually get out and about and Different see the fans. Style, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, you do just, you can loosen up a lot. And I, I certainly do that in the live events. We are lucky, I think, as well, uh, that in, I, I've done a fair amount of football too, but mm. NFL, like you, has always been my number one thing and my, and my real passion. Mm. But the, the fan base we have is, is so committed, so literate and loyal and engaged. And mm. it's just a friendly crew, isn't it? I think we're lucky as, as NFL UK broadcasters to have that. Yeah, they are. And, and you see that, um, I kind of knew that anyway. You see that with, uh, when you're out of the live events, you know, mm. things you read on Twitter could be very misleading compared to actually meeting people. Yeah. And you realize, um, you know, how warm they are. I think it is a real community. It's a family couple of times I've really seen that. Mm. Um, obviously, adversity is when it brings people together. I saw it when Kevin Cadle died. Yep. It was almost like Twitter gave me a big hug. Big time. It was that way. And as you know, um, back end of last season, through this off-season, my wife had breast cancer. Yep. Um, thankfully, she's kind of all, she's all clear now. Great. But um, ridiculous amount of support from the fans. Yep. It was just... And I, I put it out there because... I thought, you know, people should know, other people should get checked out, you know, yeah, all this right. stuff, the, and also know what I've been going it. through, For sure. um, and what I would be going through, and it was amazing, so emotional to see that support, and it's, yeah. we can all talk about our team and all of that, but it just shows it is, it is genuinely, it feels like a family, our it does, fan base. I always said that, and mm. you know, on that, and you know, the, the difficult time, you know, your family said, I know you would never uh, accept this, because you, you know, you're far too modest, but respect for how you went through that what the, the level that you work and i think maybe fans underestimate that we were talking pre-studio particularly when there are london games going mm. on the amount of ground that you cover <laughs> and you just plowed on head down and super professional about it i've got massive mm, respect for that okay. um we're going to talk a bit of rams in a minute of course mm-hmm. rams Bengals. we're going to pick all the games i also want to <laughs> don't worry you're up against me but you'll, be, you'll be fine i'm the tennessee titans of the, <laughs> the picking world um but I do, before we get to that, I do want to just find out a bit more about you. Realize that, you know, over the years, obviously, I've worked a lot with Carlson and asked Mike, speaking of those old school shows, was, was always a big part of that. And, uh, we'd find out a lot about Carlson because of it. And you do so much broadcasting, but like me, you're all asking the questions. You're the anchor. Right. And maybe our fans don't know enough about you. Right. So I thought I'd fire a few questions Uh-oh. at you. Okay. All right. So favorite player of all time? Uh, <clears throat> Dan Marina. Right. Dan Marina. That's why I became a fan. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching him in 83. So I was 11. And my dad used to watch all the highlights all the time. I used to complain and say, why do they just plow it up the middle for one yard all the time? I didn't know <laughs> the game. He was trying to explain it to me. Yeah. And then there was highlights of the Dolphins and Raiders. And there was commentators making all the fuss about this rookie coming off the bench and he was going to be the next big thing. And it just got me interested. Obviously, 84, he went off. Yes. Um, I was yeah, what not allowed to stay up and watch the Super Bowl because it was a school night. Did you go American Forces Radio on the... No, I didn't that night. Mm. I went, I sneaked downstairs and hid in the hallway mm. with my ear up against the door and basically listened to the first 
three quarters. Genius. As Montana ripped them apart and then I just skulked off to bed. Yeah, it was done. It didn't get rumbled. That's great. No, that's all right. Yeah. The, the, uh, I knew where it was because the, the route to the toilet was mm. a different way. I, we could kind of get around our house a different way. And so I was in, I worked out that sketched there out. was no way my dad was going to come out the way I was cunning, sat against the door. Cunning, that is smart stuff. Marita, same with me, same with me. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm you know, the, the Marx Brothers and, you know, it's amazing the things you remember as well. Like John Offerdahl always just, <laughs> Jim Jensen, one for me. Remember war number 11. He was like, <laughs> war number 11 because he was like the third string quarterback, but he was just this slow, white, wide receiver sort of slot. Sort of like a really poor man's Julian Edelman. <laughs> like a really poor man's Julian Edelman. Sammy Smith, I remember the first oh, draft over that. Sammy Smith's going to be the future of the franchise. Yeah. It wasn't the future it's of the franchise. Really. Still waiting for the future Deep. of the franchise. <laughs> that's not, we're not even going to go there. Uh, okay, so that's your favorite player of all time. Which player have you interviewed, work with, or actually just personality, it doesn't have to be a player, mm. uh, that has been that that kind of wow pinch me moment so I'll do, to kind of put that in context mm. Jim Kelly was mine so yep. and again we you know did similar things when we're doing live games you know you have a rough idea of who's coming but mm. sometimes you might get this person sometimes they'll say in your ear the commission is coming up and you're on your best behaviour right. Kelly for me for because he was our era as, yep. as kids and I always loved him as a player, but everything he's dealt with off the field as yeah. well. So he, an absolute hero. Yeah. Um, so Kelly, and also Mick Luckhurst. <laughs> <laughs> Mick was hilarious, wasn't he? When he was <laughs> Those were mine too. So what about you? Um, so, you know, this guy kind of goes, people, he's a polarizing figure. People kind of either love him or hate him. You can't help but be energized when you meet Ray Lewis. Right. And you spend time with, with Ray Lewis. Mm. And, you know, he was... I sat and did a 45 minute one on one with, with Ray. I worked with Ray around his last year, going into the off season leading into his last year in the NFL. That was yeah. the first time we've kind of worked together extensively. And I'd got him over to surprise the London Warriors. And when he right, did that yeah, big yeah, surprise, yeah. remember sure. that? Yeah, I do. And, um, we did all of the PR and media stuff around Ray working out four times per day. And he was like 35 years old going wow. into year 15 or whatever. Yeah. And still was working out still like a it. dog. Yeah. And when you, when you, when you interview him, he's just so charismatic. Yes. Comes alive. The room comes alive. And then I worked with him around the, uh, when the Ravens played the Jags, we yeah, had him yeah, over yeah. again as, as the kind of alumni legend. And I did an NFL UK live with him and I kind of got everyone to do Ray's dance. I think I remember seeing the video for this and on then, social. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, Ray doesn't really do the, he does bits of the dance, but he doesn't kind of, it's like he doesn't give it all to you. Yes. He did when he went into the Hall of Fame. So fair enough. He saved it That's for the right moment. For the right <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but we kind of, everyone was doing the dance and then the crowd started going, Neil, Neil. And I was like, Oh no, what have I done? I've created a issue for myself here. Oh man. And, Ray was just looked at me and gave me the, the kind of stare and was like, you got to do my dance. And I was like, I'm not really going to argue with Ray. <laughs> then I started off on the wrong leg and it all went wrong, but I, I tried to style it <laughs> out. So, yeah. So that was Ray Lewis is one. Yeah. Uh, the other kind of, when you say pinch yourself moment, mm. I, um, I had quite a good contact with Joe Montana's agent mm. before I'd even worked with Joe around the London games. And, um, I just, on an off chance I was in San Francisco doing 49ers when the 49ers were playing the Broncos mm. so that summer and I said oh can I can I meet Joe in San Francisco and uh, do an interview do a sit down and it came out yeah 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 come to come to his house 
I was like, oh my god, I'm going to Joe Montana's oh, house. Wow. And when you get things like that, you go, comp- you're not supposed, but you go completely fanboy again. Of course, yeah. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, in Joe Montana's house. And it's like a, it was, the best way I can describe it, it was like an apartment, it was like an apartment building, but a really posh hotel. Yes. So he said it was like a, you could use, he had a pool, but um, he could also order room service off the concierge. Of course, so Montana like, would live there. Yeah. Of course he would. <laughs> so we're walking, I'm walking around Joe Montana's house and he's like, there's my pool. Um, let's go into my cinema room and do like, you know, do the interview in the cinema room. Watch and I'm like, Coyote Ugly. I'm like, Joe, just put on love actually. Let's just <laughs> kick it back. Or if, if he'd put on Star Wars or something and then we'd just oh, sat amazing. watching Star Wars with Joe Montana. But yeah, just. Who would Montana's favorite Star Wars character be? Would he be Han Solo? Do you think he might, he might, I think he might be Obi-Wan, cause he's just such a, yeah, just I don't think he's, young Obi-Wan. He's kinda, yeah, and he's kind of even keeled, isn't he? Even keel, yeah. Like, he's not, he's got not got any, so Han Solo's a bit Brett Favre, he's a, isn't he? Yeah, that's a good point, he's too yeah. reckless. Maybe Yoda. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'd certainly <laughs> be, be one of, he'd be up there. <laughs> that's one of Ed Rubble 18 houses, you, you realise, <laughs> yeah, exactly. just to be clear on that. I'm sure it's not his only one. That is super cool. On a desert island, you could take a book, a TV show, a movie, and an album, or a recording artist. You know, collection, because I do albums even exist anymore. Crikey. Collection of songs. You know, I don't really have much of a musical taste. Well, you've got to take something. What would you take? Probably take the Bee Gees. <laughs> what? I told you. That's amazing. What? I love the fact you'll take the Bee Gees. Why not? You could have a boogie to the Bee Gees. You could right? boogie, but there are also some, some moments of reflection in the Bee Gees. Yeah, it's like, back catalog. you know, you can, you can sort of, you can, you can strut around the beach to staying alive. Do the Ray Lewis dance. Yeah, you could have like, you know, a little sort of smoochy dance to more than the woman. And <laughs> You're on your own on the island, though. What oh, are you going to yeah. do? Do like a Wilson yeah, but I'd have made like a woman out of, yeah. <laughs> like Tom Hanks made a football. I'd, Wilson, have, made, yeah. I'd have made a woman out of out tree of trunks and stuff. And a pineapple. Um, so, okay, Bee Gees for music. What about a uh, movie? Probably uh, um, Shawshank Redemption. Great choice. Yeah. Great choice. Good you can film, watch again man. and again. You, you can, can watch it all the exactly. time. It's important. If not, Star Wars. Or st- original I'm only or one, new school? No, original. Original, yeah, yeah. first one. But they had their awful middle bunch. The last three the new ones great. Good, yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I'm already good, planning, yeah. uh, oh, planning the night before yeah. Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. big time. Likewise. Yeah. Um, what about book and TV show? Uh, book. Uh, oh, TV show, I'd do mm. The Office. British version. No. <laughs> it's Watch great. them again and again. Great, exactly. Timeless. Yeah. I love Ricky Gervais. I think he's hilarious. Heavy so the way. office. Do you like his stand up as well, Gervais? Yeah. Oh, yeah, heavy he's brilliant. If only he loved NFL, we'd get him. I'd be so good, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'd just come in and be a fanboy sitting in the corner again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder if he does love the NFL. Let's does find out. Not? Let's find You should know everyone that does. Yeah. Um, Daniel Radcliffe's a big fan, right? Yeah, so Giants fan. Have you, ever, have you ever got him on anything? No. We've got no. to work on that. There though. you go. Maybe we'll tag team on that. And yeah. Try and, yeah. Um, a book. You can come back to it if you want later on, if you want to think about it. Book. Yeah, I'd have to come back to All right, book. okay. We'll we'll, book. We will try to remember. I will look over. Harry will give me a prod at the end, probably in my bruised rib, just to, <laughs> just to add insult to injury. Um, all right, let's get into this Sunday's game mm. and the LA Rams uh, and the Bengals, and in particular the Rams, because I think we both feel it's going to be fairly plain sailing for, for the Rams, mm. even with the uh, the vagaries of a London game and the travel and everything else. It shouldn't be a complicated uh, day at the office for McVeigh and Co. The question is... Given the blips they've had this season uh, and the obvious problems they've got mm. compared to last year, can you see the Rams heading back to the Super Bowl? Can you see them winning the NFC Championship? Uh, I think it's going to be tough. I think 
when you look at the NFC, just how loaded it is. Right. And I think already I could say uh, New Orleans, San Francisco, Green Bay. Buying San Francisco. Three. I am. I think they're built to last. Mm. Um, it's bizarre, isn't it? We would never have thought that in the season, yeah. uh, in the off, off season. season. And, and now we'd be surprised if they're not right there or thereabouts at the end. I think everyone was getting a little bit carried away with, with Garoppolo falling off a cliff. And I know he mm. hasn't exactly been instrumental in their success, but I think that his st- relative stability... Yeah. It just needs to be yeah. stable in that offense exactly. and with that yeah. running game, right. offensive line. They've lost both their tackles. Um, yes, I think there's three heavyweights mm-hmm. right there before you even get to the Rams. Mm. Minnesota as well, you've put in that mix. Seattle. Seattle always know how to win just in their DNA to be competitive. The only way I would give the Rams a chance is there are too many good players on that team mm. to completely disappear. So... And I, whether that's, you know, let's not even start with Aaron Donald, the obvious, but you've got Brandon Cooks, you've got Robert Woods. You know, I think the jury is definitely still out on Jared Goff. Mm. You've got... But again with Goff, like the same, not identical, but a similar thing to Garoppolo. We, we just o- tend to collectively overreact uh, in we, a short space yeah, of time. Yeah, we do. Is that what's happening? He had a very strong season last year. Yeah, we do. But also I look at, and I think... We we want to because because Sean McVay is such a cool guy and such a they're a trendy team. Yeah, I think we want to make excuses for the Rams a little bit. Well, there's, there's no Todd Gurley the mm. same as last year. You're still an NFL quarterback, Jared Goff. You mm. still should throw for more than 78 yards against the 49ers. But I would argue that that was appalling performance. Mm. But I would argue look at look at Brady against the Bills, for example. You know, it happens to the all-time yeah. greats that they mm. have bad days. Now I know that. There is no comparison. There. I'm not making a comparison between those two. But the point being that everyone has a bad day. Mm. Goff's had a few bad performances this season. He's clearly not in the zone yeah, he was think, last year. But I, no, I think my problem, and this shouldn't, be, but it's, so much is about perception as well. Mm. I can't get that image of him looking terrified ahead of the Super Bowl out yeah, of my head. Yeah, he looked absolutely like he was going to pee down his leg. Yeah, and. And I wonder if in big stages, you know, against Chicago late last year, against yeah. Philadelphia late last year, he didn't step up. Now, the counter to that is he was down by 13 in the Superdome. Yeah. And he did step up. Yep. And he got his team to the Super Bowl. However they got there, they got there. The finest margins as well. I know yeah. people will point to Belichick's misdirection right before the snap uh, and, and other just fine tuning in the Super Bowl. Mm. But the finest margins in that game, really. Yeah. But he missed a couple of big throws. Yeah. He missed a wide open touchdown and then he was he threw a poor one at the end that got picked off i think this team is talented enough to be in the mix they've added Jalen ramsey i like clay matthews aaron donald of course for me is the best player in the nfl do you like the ramsey deal for the for the rams i like that you know i like it's just a different way of doing it isn't Mm. it you know their last their last first round draft pick was jared goff yeah what's that 2016 and their next first round draft pick at the moment will be 2022 right they're doing it a different way. Yeah. And it's fine to do it a different way because, you know, you, you, you're not always going to hit on the, the draft picks. Sure. People thought Marcus Mariota was going to be a hit when he came out for Tennessee. It this hasn't it. happened. This it happens all the time. J. So. Bell was saying, J. Bell was on the show last week saying, <laughs> you know, 50-50, you know, you look at the first round picks. Yeah. If you're dealing two for Jalen Ramsey, mm. who is an elite player, next 10 years, probably, if providing he stays fit, will be at that level. Yeah. Then it makes a lot of sense. Plus the cap space as well; they freed up. Yeah, they're actually, they're actually down five million on right. the Peters deal. So I mean, I don't, I don't, um, I don't buy that kind of argument as well. And we, it's a narrative, so we sort of, I ask those questions when I'm in in the studio with the guys. You know, oh well, they might only have him for a year and a half. Mm. You know, is it a gamble? Mm. 
there's no way he's not going to sign with them. Yeah. There's no, I mean, they've given him some leverage now because they have to sign him. Yeah. So Jalen Ramsey, the businessman, is going to take advantage of that. Of that. And he's going to laugh all the way to the bank. But, but that's what they it. want. It's the same with the Cowboys and Amari Cooper, right? I know he's gone off the ball a little bit this season, but that's kind of the idea mm. there that what I loved about that deal was Amari Cooper, if it played out, Yes, you've got to pay him, but you're going to pay him because it played out. And you know, they, he's a proven, exactly. a proven performer. I, I don't mind the way they're building their team. And I think an element of that is trying to win over Los Angeles. But mm. I don't think it's the main thing. Mm. I think the main thing is that's just how they see they're going to be aggressive. They believe in, in proven players. And mm. I wouldn't argue with that. So I think they've, they've got enough talent. You know, we haven't talked about the weaknesses. Gurley is not the same player. Gurley's not the same player. Will he ever be? Do you think? He- I don't think he will be. Mm. No, I think when you have that kind of degenerative knee thing, I think then it's only going one way. Yeah, it's only going one way, which is sad because I really liked oh, him. He's a, a hell of dynamic a player. Yeah. player. Um, he'll have his moments like he did last week against yep. Atlanta, but it's not always going to be. He's not going to take over games and be the centerpiece. And the, and the offensive line's not the same. Mm. I was really surprised in the off season, but then I'm a fan of his because we worked together on NFL UK lives a few times. I was really surprised they got rid of John Sullivan mm. because he was the eyes and ears of Jared Goff as well, not just a good blocker. And they're, the middle of their line is struggling. So they're it's not a really the same good point. team. It's particularly important with Jared Goff, uh, you know, for, uh, compared to uh, many other quarterbacks mm. where that level of communication and that, that safety blanket in, in that respect, mm. uh, not just in terms of the protection, but in terms of the communication, the leadership mm. there. I, I get that. That's an interesting story, isn't it? I think as well, what happened with Jared Goff. It was a great fun story to begin with. It's like, oh, Sean McVay's in Jared Goff's ear mm. talking about all the changes right up until the the helmet microphone cuts off yeah. for 15 seconds. That was a cool story about McVay. I'm not sure it shows that Jared Goff can cope with the line of scrimmage. In a way, that's a derogatory story for Jared Goff. It definitely doesn't help his reputation. There's no, no. Doubt, no doubt about that because the implication is he's just completely being led to water. Mm. He can't think for himself. You think of the diametric opposite quarterback, yeah. Peyton Manning, who's right. just calling everything out and doesn't need, doesn't need a coach, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. So it, I, think it does, I think it does undermine him. At the same time, I guess, you know, we talk a lot about system quarterbacks and quarterback situation, mm. the right situation for quarterbacks. Dak Prescott just worked in Dallas. Would Dak Prescott have had the same level of success in a different, uh, in a different franchise and vice versa? If yeah. you put, uh, you know, there are certain players that can transcend that. Andrew Luck would have been great anywhere, mm-hmm. right? But there are a lot of quarterbacks wouldn't at the right time, right place. So, yeah. I, you know, I wonder whether too much is, is read into that. So on the spot then, mm. will they make the NFC championship game? No. You don't think they are? No, I think they're going to be, I think they'll be a playoff team. I think that they're not, it's not a full on Super Bowl hangover. They're not completely going through the floor, but some of the shine has come off the team for Mm. me. So I think I trust in McVeigh and I trust in enough. You just look at the talent they have. I think they're a playoff team, but like I say, there's three I put ahead of them straight away. New Orleans, San Francisco and Green Bay. Because they're in the West, they have to do it the hard way as well Mm, on the road, most likely. So Neil, the NFL is changing in terms of its international reach, and that isn't mm. just fans. Of course, it is players making their way to the NFL from all four corners of the globe. Rugby players, in particular, uh, when we look at Britain, uh, making that transition and the international pathway program being instrumental in that. Mm. Do you think we'll ever see a professional footballer make it in the NFL? I think it will be tougher because of the the money that they can make. If they're a high end Premier League player, then you you. you you're asking somebody to gamble 
quite a lot of money mm. to make a lot of money potentially in the NFL, but it would be a, a gamble. So I think I think it could happen with the first two players that come to mind for me is mm. I think Harry Kane. He's a massive NFL fan. Yeah. So and I think that's I think that would be a factor because it be. I think it. I think he thinks he could do it mm. as a kicker, and I think would want to do it. Sorry? Would want to do it. Would be yeah. driven to and would do be, it because would he loves be, it. Would be willing to kind of take that gamble. Um, but again, if if he was doing it right at the end of his career, then it's going to be harder for him to, to do that. But well, that's think- a really good point, right? So if you take, and I don't want to make an easy analogy here, but say a player that has been at the top level, Premier League or La Liga, mm. gets to his early 30s and decides, okay, I'm going to cash in mid-30s, uh, cash in in MLS mm. or, or China, for example. The, the leagues out there where you can still make a decent money mm. but the level isn't at quite the same as the right. one you're used to Rooney going to Washington Ebra for example right. both going to MLS latterly Gerard Lampard do you think that that is most realistic that a player is if a player is going to do it it's going to be a top player that then moves in, in their early 30s and is that even feasible to do that to make it as a kicker or a punter in the NFL at that yeah age? I mean it's it's that's when it would happen I think you know that's a massive gamble otherwise if Harry Kane now what 27 or 28 you know unlikely yeah exactly <laughs> sure. so but I guess my question is can a you player can make transition it, yes. at that so, age so yeah you can I mean look at uh, you can have kicking a kicker could be kicking reliably up until he's 40 years old right so, so it can happen I think we know Harry Kane is a, a great striker of a dead ball, yeah. so so that could that could translate for me. I think is it two main positions we're talking about: kicker and punter, and mainly kicker, right? Yeah, mainly I think mainly kicker. I just the other one I can't get out of my head. I just I could see Raheem Sterling just from that kind of low center of gravity, that turn of pace, a scat back, style. a kind of yeah. yeah, running back or kick return. You yeah, know, I just, again. It would be very, very hard to do. The transferable skills more mm. come from rugby. That's why we've sure. seen Christian Wade, Christian Scotland Williamson, Alex Gray all come from professional rugby. Mm. And maybe it was easier for them to do it. Maybe the money wasn't as great as well. Sure. So it was easier to make that transition. But, you know, you see how Sterling kind of moves about. He sometimes, to me, looks like an NFL player. Yeah. Um, Keepers so as well, I guess, the for the, in terms of your, your dead ball striking, just kind of power. Mm. I mean, Asmir Begovic is regular on this show. Yeah. Massive NFL, Big NFL fan. fan as well. Always fancied his chances, I think, there and, and looks at a kicker or punter. Yeah. Mm. So I guess punter and keeper, there might be just in terms of leg strength, yeah. of course, as well. It's such a hard skill, though. Well, let's talk about that. And we talk about the, the migration of talent. And you mentioned rugby players that have gone through. It is, it, assuming they haven't played any football over here at any mm. level which is, is probably the case if they're professional rugby players or, or footballers they then have to go through a fast track boot camp style and what's mm. it 12 weeks in florida is that yeah that so for the international player pathway yeah and then trying to get yourself worked out for teams get yourself either drafted or probably more likely signed to as a free agent um and it is a different skill you know kicking mm. an american football is off a two and a half yard run up two and a half step run up yep and that you're seven yards behind six for eight men who can jump and stretch high. And so you've got to get that football above them. So you're probably kicking that football within seven or eight yards. You're kicking it 12 feet in the air, yep. but then it's got to travel got the, the, 50 the distance, or 60 yep. yards as well on a field goal. So because 40 yards routine, 50 solid, yeah. anything over that, a challenge, but you're still really expected most of the you're time in good conditions to get yeah, it. Right? Yeah. You're, 60 well, you're, is the kind of te- the yeah. top end the benchmark. So, on that note, because you see that a lot as well with critics saying, well, you know, say 
uh, fans who watch rugby but mm. don't watch the NFL. Well, it's easy in the NFL because it's always right in front of the post, <laughs> but it's for the reasons you just outlined. Yeah, yeah they're rushing right at you as well. And it's a, <laughs> sure. it's a harder ball. It's a smaller ball. It's got a much, uh, smaller sweet spot. I used to kick when I played in the, in the British League. I, I was a tight end, but I kicked as well. And it is a smaller sweet spot. It's not like kicking a rugby ball. Um, I remember going to one of the American bowls, the old preseason, uh, friendly games at yeah, Wembley yeah, Stadium. Sure. And the, the Los Angeles Rams had signed Paul Thorburn, who was an old Wales yes. rugby guy yeah, who yeah. used to be able to kick penalties from the, the halfway line. Right. He kicked off to start the second half and the ball landed on the 20. Wow. You know, and it's just a different, different skill. Technique. Yeah, it is. Whereas and there are some other transferable skills like Christian Wade with his movement yeah. and his ball skills and his ability to make people miss. Yeah. We saw that in the preseason. His skills from rugby translate directly to the NFL, and I yeah. think actually he'll make it next year. You think he'll get a gig next yeah. year? So, next 10 years, mm. let's say 10 years, are we going to see a professional footballer make it and get an NFL contract? I don't think we will. I don't think, I don't think it's worth the gamble for someone. If it is going to happen, it'll be back end of their career, mm. two or three year thing. And then you've got to ask, is it worth it to the NFL team? Sure. So I think there's a lot that goes against it. I think we'll see a lot more rugby players. I think we'll see a lot more people from athletics. Track and field, yeah. Yeah, sure. we'll see a lot more people from other sports. We will see a lot of crossover athletes from the UK and around the world making it into the NFL. I just don't see it being a, a football player. Let's get into our picks there, man. Mm. Uh, disappointing we're not going to have an Anchorman star moment this Sunday. I know, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, we're doing the game on Sky Sports, but we're somewhat strangely, I hope my boss isn't listening. Guaranteed <laughs> <laughs> to be listening. I'm sure they're all big fans. Uh, we are, um, we are going to be in our studio in London. At HQ, yeah. Because yeah. for listeners to kind of explain it, when we've done games in the past from Wembley, when we've both been on mm. Channel 4 or, or latterly the BBC, of course, and, and you guys at Sky, they're a studios are next to each other with a, a, a kind of room in between. Yeah. So it is quite, it is quite anchorman. Yeah, it's literally one, <laughs> you, you come into that kind of makeup area and the, the storage area and then you go one side, I go the other. And what people won't realize is like, so when they bring the food up, yeah. You guys eat first, and then what you leave, you bring to us. <laughs> so let me get. So, is that what, not true? What OC, what OC and J Bell get through, then me and Carlson get what's happening. And then we're allowed to. They say BBC eats first. <laughs> so it's like that. BBC eats first. That does not happen. Don't listen to him, listeners. Um, it, I do quite like the idea. If we were squaring off at the moment with those respective crews, obviously. You know, stretch it a bit because I know he's not around at the moment because of CFL commitments. But Carlson and Reinbold would square off. You and I would have to go ahead. Yeah, you'd win that. I think comprehensively. I feel like we would be like the, you know, like the goalies in a hockey <laughs> in a hockey fight. <laughs> so everyone, so like Takio Spikes and and OC yes. would be going at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will and J Bell. Will and J Bell. Yeah. Um, yeah. Carlson and Reinbold, which would be an absolute picture. <laughs> I would pay money to and see. And me that. and you would be kind of like the goalies. Be like, oh, Should okay, we, yeah. Uh, Go on then. Just, yeah, maybe just throw it <laughs> Kind of half-hearted. Yeah, just like, be like, don't, don't hit it in the face. You remember those fights you have where you don't hit it in the not face? face. Just not, not the face. face. <laughs> Bill Simmons always used to go on about, he was talking, remember him talking about, something, you know, uh, roll out on the field in, in baseball and the Yankees Red Sox were going at it or something. And there were always a couple of the Yankees players who'd just be jumping around the sidelines, just shouting a lot, but not actually getting involved yeah. at all. That would be, that would me, be and me and you. Yeah. i tell you what, just on the point of like the, the BBC and Sky though, because some mm. people always go, oh, you know, you've got it. On, it's on the BBC. You won't like that, or you don't like you watching this, or yes. Yeah. 
honestly, I think when we all get together, there's none of that with, with the people that get together because we're all kind of part of doing the same thing. And exactly. to me, bring them all in on the BBC. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I love the highlight show. What Jason and Osi are just box office. Are so they? they are just box office. So much fun. And you know, well then, then where are they going to go? They're going to come and want to come and watch on Sky. So yeah. it's all kind of part of the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a funny thing how people sometimes view it as a Contra rivalry. rivalry I yeah, know. it's really inevitable, but it's really not there. Exactly. Well, hopefully, this pods like this will demonstrate. Exactly. <laughs> will demonstrate exactly. that. All right then. So we're, I guess we're both picking the Rams on Sunday. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, there's no. I mean, I mean, there's no rivalry, but I'm going to absolutely. Bashing me on the beat you with these picks, <laughs> well, yeah. Harry. Make sure we're writing these down because I will check. Yeah, will definitely, check. definitely the Rams. Bengals are in a world of hurt. What's uh, your uh, What's your storyline? How are you, I'm not trying to get behind the scenes. Mm. I mean, basically for Sky, we're mm. going, we're going Zach Taylor rebuild. That's it. We are because it's Zach Taylor rebuild. Um, there's nothing, to, not that much positivity. To no, I mean, I, I suppose, and it, it's hard to you want to really downer a this team. Is the, this is the trouble, and we, you know, can't sort of sell you it on top of the show. This no, is going to be a it. blowout. We have no. to, you know, they've got a fighting chance. Where, you know, London games have surprised us. Mm. You know, teams have come here with not the season. Look at the Jags teams in the years gone by that have found the way to win, yeah. and how important it's going to be to get a win and get their season. I think that's the other angle I've got with the Bengals. Is look, they they almost won in Seattle. Yeah, they were close in Buffalo. Yeah, they they're a bit like a. A bit like a kind of unfit boxer who's got a chance early on, but if you yeah. get them in the later rounds, they're going to fade done. badly. They, they need a second or third round knockout. They do. Are they um, the Buster Douglas? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, not a lot of positivity around the Bengals. So I'm going Rams. I'm going Rams as well. What about Charges Bears? The Charges having a, a a very odd, disappointing season. I mean, last oh. week, and that's the most Charges series of plays I've could ever you, seen. Could you, could you imagine being a Chargers fan? Well, first of all, there aren't many now in LA. Um, there aren't many now. But heartbreaking. I know a few. They actually. snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. In so, I feel like I've watched Philip Rivers, and he was on the field for this one. But yeah. so many times we've seen him on the sidelines as they have a field goal blocked. Yes. Or there's some kind of... Yeah, yeah, there's always a a late meltdown with this team. And there are two or three seminal shots from the the last 10 years or so. Jerry Jones in his box. Yeah. Philip Rivers just shaking his head. And the one where... Remember once when he was was mouthy, he went, we're the bad news bears. When they found (laughs) another way to lose. And and you're right. That was the most Chargers series. They are a massive, massive disappointment. But I don't know if they're as disappointing as the Chicago Bears offense. Well, right. I mean, what do they do? We, we, we speculated on this earlier in the week. The, the, the question that seems to persist really around the Bears, you know, with Trubisky. And, you know, again, we, talk, we talked earlier on the show about overreacting to certain things. Chase Daniel wasn't good when he played in London. No. But He's been a backup for 12 years for, for a reason. reason. But isn't he right now a safer bet? If we go back to your point about, you know, Garoppolo and there are others, Kyle Allen, I argue in Carolina, mm-hmm. isn't he a safer bet right now? He is. And the season's not lost in Chicago. Right. So you need a change. You know, don't be fooled by 250 yards of offense by the end of that game against the Saints. Mm. It was 36-10 with two minutes left. Mm. We, I mentioned it on Sky on, on Sunday night, halfway through the fourth quarter. They had like 83 yards of offense. Yeah. This is Matt Nagy's specialty. This is, I went out to Chicago's training camp in the summer and obviously you're drawn to the defense. But then I'm looking at the offense. I'm like, Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller, yep. Cordero Patterson, Trubisky supposedly going to be developed even further. Through, Alan yeah, yeah. Robinson. Yeah. I mean, this shouldn't, there's no excuses. So this is, to be this anemic. these are two really, um, really disappointing teams so far this year. I just trust the Chargers and Philip 
Crikey, how do I trust the Chargers when they find <laughs> ways to lose? Trust, trust to blow it, I thought you were going to yeah, say. Yeah, no, I tra- I'm going no. to pick the Chargers. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is a shot. Upset. I'm, I'm taking the Bears at home. Yeah, no problem. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that surprised me. This is an interesting one, I think. Um, Browns Patriots, because... You know, the conventional wisdom is the Patriots will do what they've done to most teams this season and blow them out of the mm. water. But we know, to follow the boxing uh, analogy through, that this Brown side is capable of of a sucker punch. Mm. For example, I was talking to uh, Ollie uh, Giel, OG, our fantasy specialist, uh, on this week's fantasy show. Mm. And I said, avoid Odell Beckham is my avoid pick, but predicated on the fact that he could absolutely blow up and it wouldn't because surprise me. Because he could me, always do that. Because he could always do that. Yeah. It could be a 200-yard game. So, look, we, uh, vintage performance once again from the Patriots. Mm. The defense is driving uh, them. They've re-upped offensively as well. So I, I can't see anything else, anything other than a Patriots win. But if the Browns lose this, drop to two and five, that is basically their season done. So they've got their season on the line in this game. Yeah, it's a backs-to-the-wall game for them and... and I wonder what they've looked at in the in their bye week. Whether they've yeah. made that decision to go back to Nick Chubb a bit more, quicker passes from Baker Mayfield. But I feel that's like a there big was, problem for him, yeah, because I think they want it. But Mayfield's just hanging on for I far know, too but long. I wonder also if there's a little bit of we need to stretch the field to Odell, yes, because we signed him big, yeah, and he might go into the tank if we don't feed him the football. Such a good point. It could be. You know, the ego of Odell needs to be fed. It's changed this offense. Even if it's not him necessarily stirring things up, the it fact could be us. Yeah, exactly, it could yeah. be us in the media doing it. Do Odell it. have one catch. Yeah. You go and ask him about Precious it. Mountain. You get him in a bad mood. Um, so yeah, I think, I think if the Browns change the way they play and go back to a little bit more of the quick passing game, yeah. Nick Chubb, then they, they have a puncher's chance, but this is a, this defense, I know they've, we can say the whole, they haven't played anyone, but they're mm. playing NFL teams. Mm. They're still in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. And they've got 18 interceptions in seven games. It's off the charts good what Belichick is doing. He feasts on young quarterbacks. Mm. I think he's going to feast on Baker and mm. I'll go Patriots. Uh, Josh Gordon, incidentally, a story breaking mm, in the last yes. 24 hours. It looks like he is, he's, he's done for the I'm season. Right? Yeah, but not, and also, Looks like as soon as he's, he thinks he's not far off from playing again, yeah. and as soon as he's healthy, they're going to wave him. Yeah. So, which is odd because Sanu is not Josh Gordon, and they're different types of no, players. No, I like so. Sanu as an addition, but yeah. they're very different types of players. Yeah. Sanu's a, Sanu's a very versatile, Sanu's everything that the Patriots love. He's mm. intelligent, versatile, and he's tough. That's what Belichick looks yeah. for in all players, regardless yeah. of position. Inter- absolutely spot on there. All right, so I'm going, we're both going Patriots there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raiders Texans, an interesting uh, matchup, but mm-hmm. the Texans, of course, disappointingly losing to the Colts last week, mm-hmm. who, sneaky good, the Colts, and we expect them to be in the playoff. I'm, I think we expect the Texans to as well. Will Fuller getting injured in that game, which I think affected mm-hmm. the result, but also won't factor, you would think, uh, this week against uh, the Raiders. Conversely, for them, Tyra Williams an injury doubt, so keep an eye on on both of those. Uh, Coach Gruden this week uh, hyping up Darren Waller yet again. What a what mm. a story he has been after the troubles he's had off the field. Yeah, great story. Um, him and Josh Jacobs are your mm. kind of foundational things to build around uh, for for years to come. I think um, I like where the Raiders are going. Mm, me too. I feel like they. You know, either side of halftime, that game just got away from him. Derek Carr's fumble. He can't do that. I mean, yeah. that's, you can't do that. Take care of the football. It was only, it was only going to be third down coming up. You're right there knocking on door. Um, and it changed that game. You know, it was, there's seven points off the board for the, uh, for the Raiders. Mm. The Packers score 
there's another seven, and then they score straight after half time, there's another seven. And then there was game it was over. a game yeah, over. Close so good point. so I think these before. Raiders are, are gonna be, it's all a process for them. It's all about progression, and I'm seeing progression from them. Mm. I think Gruden's coaching really well, mm. and, and they're, they're creating opportunities offensively. I like Jacobs. Um, I don't think they win this game though. I'm gonna pick Houston. Um, Houston are another one of those. I was just about ready to jump on the, properly on the bandwagon. And I was thinking if you could, you know, they'd had back to back games where Deshaun wasn't sacked. Sacked, yeah. Almost Crucial. perfect passer rating. Yeah. And I'm like, well, if they can keep that going, they can take down, they could take down a Patriots yeah. in the, in the playoffs. They're, yeah. Them and Baltimore, Kansas City. Right. Yeah. They're the ones that could on a, on their day take yeah. them down. Colts as well, I would have in the mix. Yeah. Because physical, yeah. they're physical, both sides of the ball, both lines. Um, but we just can't find this consistency with Houston. Mm. It's whether it's an injury here or a disappointing result there. Yeah. Then they'll come back with two more wins and make you go, "Oh, actually, Houston are really dangerous." Then they'll drop another one, and I just think that's where they're where they're at at the moment. Totally, I think playoff team, but not not there yet. Yeah. I think Fuller is instrumental for them as well mm. because of the impact he his presence or otherwise has on Hopkins as well. Yeah. So and who is. So I know he hasn't had the level of season he had last year, but he is so good, so reliable, so, good. so yeah. dynamic. And and Deshaun Watson for me is box office, big time. Every I week. can't wait to see him the week <laughs> yeah, after. Because heading great. to heading to London as well. All right, yeah. so we are picking the Texans. Both picking Texans. Yeah. Okay, Packers Chiefs different game, disappointingly because no Mahomes. So Matt Moore will start for uh, Kansas City, who uh, uh, still five and two, destroyed the Broncos last week, irrespective of the Mahomes uh, injury. Sammy Watkins could still be out as well. His hammy, uh, keep an eye on. Mm that one so obviously as a result you could have said that in any year in the past five years <laughs> just, with I, Sammy Watkins I right? recorded that line three years ago and Harry <laughs> just, just, just dropped, dropped it, it in <laughs> yeah. Sammy Watkins in. beat <laughs> could be out there <laughs> Harry. The, um, so even though it's at Arrowhead well actually I'm not going to load I'm load the question it's at Arrowhead no Mahomes do the Chiefs have a chance I think they do I think in terms of backup quarterbacks Matt Moore is one of the best options out there. 30 starts to his name already in the yeah. NFL. Looked okay uh, coming off the bench last week. I was really surprised yesterday, coming out of the studios, doing recording at Sky, that Mahomes practiced on Wednesday. Yes, I read that, yeah. yeah. He can't play, surely. Uh, they'd be crazy to I think they'd be crazy yeah. because, okay, you don't want to drop a game now. You've dropped two already. But, yeah. you know, you once you get to the playoffs, it's... It's one and done, and you need him. You don't want a RG3 situation from exactly. a few years back with exactly Seattle. That. It's a great, great um, analogy, and or comparison, I should say. Yeah. And also, the, look at the West, and we've talked to Raiders already. Oh, that's be there. It's, it's there. And it's you can probably, they maybe all could, all, already could concede home field advantage is gone because the Patriots are two games ahead of them. Yes. I don't think you rush, rush him back. But I do think they have a chance in this game because of their uh, weapons that they have around him. But Matt Moore's not beating... Aaron Rodgers. Well, that'd be three straight. That'd be three at home they've lost. Let's talk about that Rodgers offense. Mm. Click, really clicking. And it's something we've, we've spoken about a lot on the pod. I know you have on, on your show that defensively the Packers have been, uh, surprisingly good this mm. season. Offensively fits and starts and they're all really coming together last yeah. week. Uh, and doing it without Devontae Adams as well, which is interesting. Mm. Uh, do you think that it's only going to continue to gel and be cohesive in this Lafleur Rogers tag team? Mm. And we mentioned Manning and his ability as a quarterback in terms of his intelligence and his experience. Rogers, obviously, outside of his athletic prowess, has that as well. Mm. It's a really, really exciting 
uh, partnership that is already midway through the season starting to get into yeah. the slipstream. I think it's starting to grow even even more. We're always going to look out for the little bits on the sideline where Rogers kind of blows up and then pats yeah. Lafleur on the back like he's a good little boy <laughs> and stuff. Um, but no, they're getting they're getting on track. Um, been very creative with sort of play action passes. Yeah. Love the way they're using their running backs. Yeah. Mismatch City last week against the Raiders, getting their running backs uh, out on patterns. Um, you know, and it's just, I think they rely on Rodgers to get the job done. Mm. You know, if, if one more of those receivers goes down, you're in next week and I'm in the week after. That's how, <laughs> that's how thin they Harry, are. Harry, Harry, Harry's, Harry's the week after Harry's, that. Okay. Um, you know, they are, they are just doing it with yeah. I don't, it sounds disrespectful because it's the NFL and it's a ridiculously high level to get to. But by NFL standards, yeah, they are just is. Yeah. guys. Yeah, They're just working with guys. And Rogers' ball placement, there was the touchdown mm. where he kind of – it was the short one where he throws it low into the end zone. He's sort of half rolling to his left last week. Yeah. And he throws it down and away because it's it's almost on the receiver's shins. Yes. But it's getting it away from the defensive back. There's and it's no just risk. a tiny little thing with Rogers. I think they're going to grow and grow. Uh you know, and again, they've now got that backbone on defense. Mm. They're a Super Bowl contender for me. So, yeah, I'm going Packers. I'm taking the Packers as well. Uh, Panthers 49ers. Uh, the Panthers coming off a bye, of course, uh, last week. Mm. The 49ers we've spoken about earlier on uh, in the show. You uh, said that they're the, the real deal. It's in San Francisco. Do you see the Kyle Allen freight train rolling on? Or is this going to be uh, a continuation of the 49ers unbeaten start to the season? I, I, I'm favouring the 49ers and I think their priority is going to be I think they've got such a strong front they're much improved on the back end as well from last year mm. but their their front seven with the we know all about the defensive line investment D Ford Nick Bosa DeForest Buckner was already there I mean feels like they've been drafting defensive linemen for the last four or five years right. in the first round yeah um, and they bring Quan Alexander in yep. Fred Warner so the front seven is really really good this is your classic take Christian McCaffrey away game. Right. There's going to be Christian McCaffrey posters up all around that building in San Francisco this week. Because they, and now you, it's a kind of copycat league as well. The Bucks twice this year have yeah, taken away Christian yeah, McCaffrey, exactly. the, the runner. That done that, right? Kyle Allen was able to benefit at Tottenham because Jameis Winston kept giving him the football. Yes. So I think this is a different game. And I think that's the that's the way 49ers win. They try and take away Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Put it on Kyle Allen. And, you know, I'm really impressed with him. Mm. I, I would actually argue that he should stay in the job. Do you think if he keeps winning, he will? Yeah. Why would it's you very hard it to bench a yeah. start, uh, start yeah. as winning. Yeah. And I think Ron Rivera is trying to push that down the road, you know, mm. that story. But now he's starting to, first of all, it was, it's Cam's job mm. and now it's like well we'll deal with it when he comes back so it's kind of being pushed the narrative's already changing yeah you know what about this Panthers D Neil so leading the lead in sacks mm. um, a lot of takeaways as well a lot of I think top three uh, mm. from memory in terms of interceptions as yeah. well so playmaking defence yeah right? this, but I mean both these defences get after yeah. the quarterback and, yeah. and they don't necessarily blitz that much you know it's it's a rotation of defensive linemen um yeah, I like the way that the Mario Addison is yeah. still getting in the backfield, and there's a there's a real rotation. Gerald McCoy had a big game in London, so yeah, this defense is is for real as well. I would expect this to be a a knockdown, drag them out classic. You know, this is um, you this, go Forty ers aren't you? I'm going Forty ers and this is our second game on Sky on nice. Sunday. 
and it starts at 9.05 or 8.05 because they're earlier games. Of course, yeah, don't forget, that's a very good so point. So it's hard to get you. from that first game yeah. to an 8.05 kickoff. I'm going to be lobby. No offense to the Rams and Bengals, but when it's 40, Ram- 44 3, right. yeah, you might I think move. we're going to make the kickoff in San Francisco and just update from Wembley. When I'm getting the cab and stuck in four hours of traffic from Wembley, I'll be watching you on my tablet there you yeah, go. to make sure. So I'll, I'll vote for it as well via, via Twitter. All right, I'm going Panthers for the road upset. Are you? Yes, I am. I like how I mean, again, it's not ridiculous because yeah. they are, these are two quality teams. Well coached. Big time. Yeah, okay, we're gonna rattle through the rest. I'm getting the I'm getting the the sign from Harry. That was that was that's that's a bad sign, wasn't it? That's why he picked up the knife. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh Seahawks Falcons got it. Seahawks, yeah, it's absolutely disaster zone in in Atlanta Mm. and I do think Dan Quinn is on a hot seat. It's gotta be Seahawks as well for me. Eagles Bills. I'm going to say Philadelphia on the road. Philly on the road. I didn't they like it. Buffalo's. Uh, their defense is for real. I did not like their performance against Miami last week. They got week. out of jail, they really. Did get out of jail. Onside kick return, really. Couple of, yeah, and a couple of big defensive plays yeah. helped them out. Um, uh, I'm going to. I'm going to go Eagles to right the ship after a couple of bad weeks. Are the Bills overrated? Uh, I. I I think their record's a little bit deceiving. Yeah. Yeah. I am yeah. not fully trusting Josh Allen yet. No, are, they like the play- are they making the playoffs? They probably are in the mm. AFC. Okay. Uh, Jets, Jags. So the Jags are a pivotal stage of the proceedings for them. If they win this, they go to 500 and mm. there's game on. Yep. I think, uh, I think I'm going to go with the Jags. I trust them more. Leonard Fournette is a big part of their, their game at the moment. But I'd say, you know, referring to Sammy Watkins, you're on a, uh, yeah. that's the problem, right? Fournette. Yeah, just getting him, getting him healthy, but he's already got close to, he's over 900 yards from scrimmage and yeah. in seven games this year. Um, and the other guy's seeing ghosts. So. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> Apparently. We still have no idea what it's that nearly was Halloween. So. <laughs> uh, three picks the Jags defense, I guess, against mm. the Bengals last week, but, you know, Jalen Who What's I think, that? So one in a... regular NFL money. <laughs> three, yeah. three against the Bengals is one in regular NFL money. <laughs> 1.3. So we'll both... do the exchange rate. You'll be taking the Jags here at home? I'm going Jags, yeah. yeah. Okay, we're taking the me too. Uh, sorry, has some thinking what other games have we... Oh, here we go. Uh, Cardinals uh, head to New Orleans. The Cardinals above 500 now, uh, of course, and Chase Edmonds a superstar breaking out in the mm. last weeks. So are things looking up for Arizona? It's they are, yeah. It's not all Kyler Murray. Yeah, it's not yeah, all Kyler Yeah, no, Murray. they are. That's the thing. That's all you can hope for as a Cardinals fan. We're more exciting than to last watch, year. Yeah, exactly. We are progressing, <laughs> yeah. and that's a low bar. No, it's not a high bar. It's a low bar. Um, the and Cards Drew bring Brees in Jay incidentally, I read this week, for a tryout. They you did. Heard, yeah. And I, worryingly... Mm. I'm worried for Jay now mm. about whether he's going to get back in to this, end, year. To end this year. Well, okay. because they ended up signing Alfred Morris. Right. So so if you're having a workout and then they sign Alfred Morris. Mm, not a good sign. Yeah, well, that, we'll save that for another for another mm. day. We did and talked a bit about Jay and, and whether with Carson, I think, on the Wednesday show. And it, yeah, well, the worries there in the NFL are obviously he's coming off the torn knee ligaments. Yeah. But there was already, already when he came out of the draft the worry about a degenerative knee yes. condition. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really hope he gets back in, but I'm worried for Jay. And that the signing of Alfred Morris just made me feel even more worried. Not a great sign. Uh, mm. Okay, so the Saints, probably the last week, we'll see Teddy Bridgewater starting. Bridge is talking about being back, isn't he? For but this I, game? Yeah, that's what he said. Interesting. He said and he said in his press conference, um, they asked him, how will, how will it be decided? He said, I'll tell Sean and he'll believe me. I was like, okay. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> in New Orleans. And- um, 
for me, you're going to win this game if you're the Saints. I go with Teddy Bridgewater. Yes. And either, either way, whoever's yeah. at quarterback, rush. that defense is for real. Yeah. I wouldn't rush him. I wouldn't rush Kamara. Yeah. Win this game. Kamara out um, last week. So, yeah, yeah they're really so good well. uh, 20 sacks on the year to your point about their defense. Uh, the Saints are, are top six. In that respect, we expect them to bring uh, the pain a little mm. bit on uh, this Cardinals line and Kyler in particular. Yeah, Saints as well. Bucks, Titans. Uh, I'm going to go Bucks. Bucks on the road. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think off a bye week, of course. Off a bye week, and I'd still think there is there is talent on offense. They have their moments on defense, and you know, Jameis is a feast or famine quarterback. So yeah. that means you're going to feast every now and then. Yeah, and I just don't believe the Titans can create enough offense. Even under Ryan Tannehill, yeah, to keep pace. So I think the Bucks could have this one. But I like Tannehill in there, and mm. I like the Titans here as well. And I think whatever happens, it will be nineteen sixteen or seventeen fourteen. So our picks <laughs> are going to be a blowout one way or the other. Exactly. We're going different on a lot. That's here. how we roll. Uh, Giants at Lions. Oh, both these teams need a win. Lions mm. haven't won since September the twenty second. Giants since September the twenty ninth. <laughs> uh, uh, Matthew Stafford for me. And even though Kerryon Johnson's gone, yep. um, you know, Stafford is putting, lighting it up every week. Yep. Marvin Jones, Kenny Golladay. Do you want my heartbreaker last week? My stack pick in Daily Fantasy that I recommended to listeners was Matt Stafford. Yeah. And I remember, you know, the, who they were playing and everyone was like, really? Detroit? You sure? Matt Stafford and Kenny Golladay. Oh, <laughs> you got the wrong receiver. Well, he does share it around big time each week. So it's it could have been either of those guys. Um, so I think, you know, turnovers are starting to become bit of a worry for Daniel Jones now yeah um, yeah I think he's had since he came in in week three he's had the most in the NFL Oof. so I think um, I think Detroit at home I was thinking with uh, Danny Jones it's a little bit like go to a movie and the first half an hour is amazing and I think this this could be one of the best films of the year mm. and then starts to flag a little bit and that's where they are yeah, now yeah. with Danny Jones in yeah. the middle just but you've got to stick sure. with the movie because there's no point going back and watching you paid your Eli money. you paid <laughs> your money the Eli show is finished yeah. uh, so it could come good in the end uh, Broncos Colts Colts, uh, Colts all, all the way, way. all yeah, the yeah. way yeah, Broncos are a mess yeah, they're obviously in selling mode as well getting rid of Emmanuel Sanders um, so yeah I like the Colts yeah. I think they're I do. Jacoby Brissett doing a really good job I was trying, I was talking to my son's a Colts fan. Oh, good man. And he was talking last night. He said, well, we are a playoff team, aren't we, dad? And I was like, yeah. And yeah. he said, where are our weaknesses? And I was like, do you know what? It's hard to really pick. This is it. One area. Solid, as you said earlier, solid on both sides of yep. the ball. Yep. Uh, Zach Pascal stepping up as well. Mm. And, and Jacoby Brissett, I'm buying into him. I'm yep. buying into him. I think he's legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, is that everything? Is that every game? Oh, we haven't picked Monday night, have we? Dolphins, the big, mighty, <laughs> okay. the, the big one. Let's save the Two best powerhouses from the 70s. Oh, Setting offensive football back to the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> the 0-6 Miami Dolphins. ESPN are thrilled about this one. I forgot one. I was in ESPN yeah. for a minute there. Steady on. We've got to sell it. We've Every game's a big one. What, uh, uh, Fitz or Rosen, first of all? Well, I think at this rate, if they go Ryan Fitzpatrick... They're going to ruin their plans to get to her. Yes. He's going to win yep. them two or, two or three games. He's yeah. too competitive. Yeah. He's too good. Yeah. They have to go Rosen. Poor they Josh have to Rosen. Pro- they have to blow this properly. <laughs> <laughs> Poor no, Josh Rosen. He's, you go fit if you're right. So if you're purely saying you want to win football games, mm. you go fit. Do you have to have some kind of balance here because of the fire sale and because you know at some point you've got to 
you've got to be, and I'm not suggesting no one, but well, I don't think anyone sensible buys into the idea that they are deliberately losing games. But at the same time, you've got to... As you not see that two-point conversion <laughs> attempt against Washington. I'm not buying it. <laughs> it was the right play call. <laughs> really? <laughs> that was very shady. Is, I, I, was almost, I was thinking of putting this on Twitter, actually, and saying, I was going to ask Dolphins fans, mm. genuinely, and mm. I'm not trying to be funny, when you watch your team, mm. are you cheering for them to win yep. or are you cheering for them to lose? I reckon most would answer, I would, mm, careful how I phrase it, I would, as long as you're competitive... Mm. If you lose the games, it doesn't really matter because the season's done. And that's true for any yeah. team that you have, like the Giants, you know, yeah. are no, almost certainly not going to make the playoffs. You want them to be competitive, but because of the draft system, not too competitive. So not yeah. getting blown out every mm. week and making it it's a bit like the Bills game. It was, you know, it was a fair fight. Yep. But, but you were glad they lost. <laughs> <laughs> Very glad they lost. Uh, is there any way that the uh, the Dolphins get the road win here? No, I think uh, I think Pittsburgh's defense showed me against the Chargers that they can still be a very good group. Yeah. Um, I think Steelers at home, but I, the Dolphins that don't don't be assured the Dolphins are getting that first overall pick. <laughs> there are some historically bad teams around the NFL this year. Yes, there Washington, are. Washington, Cincinnati are really struggling. The Jets, the the Jets could yeah. go that oh, way. God. Um, but yeah, I mm. think Pittsburgh take this one. Uh, Miami get the number one overall pick and then pick a ridiculous choice at number one. Go for be... like a running back or yeah. something. <laughs> so, uh, great way. Have you got a book? Before? I have. Yeah, you have got a book. So I really like reading the Jeff Perlman books. Yes. So Jeff Perlman writes, he wrote one about Walter Payton. Yep. Um, uh, kind of biography type things. Uh, he wrote one, uh, Brett Favre's one is brilliant. And it's, it's a great example that you don't actually have to speak to the man. So he, you think, well, it's this, it's all encompassing book about Brett Favre, but mm. he doesn't speak to Brett Favre. How would that work? Mm. But Jeff Perlman is like a worker bee and he spoke to all of Favre's family, pretty much every one of his coaches. I think he interviewed about 500 people wow. around Brett Favre. So that, that one would be Love for it. me. Love yeah. it. Great choice. And a fine way to end your first appearance on the show. I loved it. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. I have too. And I'm sure our listeners have, uh, just to plug your Sky stuff as well. So that is obviously Sunday, every Sunday, all the way through the season, mm. up to and including the Super Bowl. Yep. So we can try and recreate our anchor man moments of sorts when we're out in Miami. Yes. We can definitely get something going on definitely. there. Definitely. Maybe arrange some kind of, it's some, some people would arrange a pickup game or a five-a-side game. We could arrange a dust-up. <laughs> we can work on Dust-up on the beat. ESPN plus the BBC versus... Hello, Jeff Reinbold in town by then. <laughs> we can just draft. We can, we can draft. Jeff then. goes in low and hard. You mean yours, my number one pick. Um, so, and uh, the pods as well. So you ran yeah, so, yeah, um Inside the NFL. Um, uh, sorry, Inside the Huddle. Inside, we do sorry, on... Because you, you said Around the NFL. So we still have the Around the NFL podcast heroes join us every week uh, which is great fun um a big fan of theirs i love their work um so they join us every sunday night throughout the season uh and then um inside the huddle is uh sky sports action every week nine o'clock loving it and reading all your stuff as well on nfl.com uh and at neil reynolds nfl nfl yeah on twitter there you go good to see you man (laughs) that was fun i really enjoyed it come back and see you soon yeah i will absolutely Really, really enjoy catching up with Neil. What a great guy. And I can promise you he will be back for more. Speaking of that, our daily fantasy special drops tomorrow. If you want a little bit more pod action this week, we'll drop the videos on the ESPN UK YouTube channel as well. So get set for your week eight daily fantasy with Paddy Power Fantasy with me and the OG Ollie Gill. Dropping in your podcatcher of choice 
at some point over the next 24 hours. If you're going to Wembley, have a cracking time. Make sure whether you are or not, you check us out on Monday. Nicky Bandini on the show, looking back at all of the key action this Sunday. Enjoy. We'll see you soon. Bye for now. Podcast Network.